Hello, I'm Nikki Daniels, Head of Innovation Martlesham, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Nigel Somak, Account Director for I Am Company Livingstone Group. Well, thank you so much for joining me by phone today, Nigel. Now, I understand that Livingstone Group provide software portfolio management and optimization services, but what does all that really mean? Thank you, Nikki, and um, thank you very much for inviting us today. And it's a very good question. Software portfolio management and optimization relates to effectively the management of a company's software assets. So large organizations are spending millions and millions of pounds and dollars on a variety of softwares. And they could be cloud software, on-premise software, um, server desktop software. And all that spend needs to be managed like a portfolio. It's, it's effectively a portfolio of assets. And in general, organizations year on year are trying to at worst keep their software budgets the same, but normally are trying to reduce uh, their software expenditure year on year. And that's where optimization comes in. So optimization is all around making sure that organizations are buying what they need and not overusing or underusing software, which is a problem that can, can very regularly happen. And it's quite challenging for many organizations to manage software licensing in this way. You mentioned about the challenges for organisations managing licensing in-house. Could you explain how Livingstone help here? Uh, maybe there's a, a case study. Yes, of course. So software licensing brings many different um, levels of complexity and, and complications with it. At a very basic level, IBM licensing is completely different to Microsoft licensing. And as a result, when you look for expertise in the market, you're not going to find IBM and Microsoft expertise sitting with one person. They're going to be two different resources. So the challenge for many organizations, particularly large organizations, is how do you attain those skill sets without having to hire them? Because hiring actually becomes impractical because you don't really need a Microsoft specialist to be, be working for you full time. So that's where um, service providers such as ourselves come in, because we have effectively a managed service model where organizations can tap into the expertise as and when they need it, rather than actually having to go out and hiring those people. And that's why increasingly more organizations look for a, a managed service type of model. And the second important aspect of that is when you invest in um, software portfolio management or, or SAM services, you're really looking to convert your organization from a reactive player into a proactive player. When you're reactive, you almost become hostage to the software vendor. They will be coming to you for audits. They'll be coming to you for renewals. They'll be making you offers um, for software before you've even had a chance to establish what you need as an organization. A managed service model just flips that whole dynamic on its head. So with a managed service model, you're effectively working proactively 
day by day by day to reduce and optimize an organization's software footprint. So by the time you get to an investment milestone, you already know what you need. So you're going to the software vendor in a proactive manner in order to tell them what you need and start that negotiation process on the front foot. So in effect, the challenge for organizations is, look, how do you get the expertise and the data that you need in order to, to be on the front foot with vendors. The managed service model provides a really good method for, for companies to do that. And of course, the IT professionals that, that we work with, they're under increasing pressure to, to, to deliver efficiencies in this sort of ever-changing environment that they find themselves in. And they're more and more looking for looking to the market for, for expertise to, to help them in that area. Yeah, and I totally agree with the point you made, Nigel, about the procurement pressures IT folks are under. How do you see the industry going, especially with more cloud procurements on the horizon, if you forgive the plan? Well, it's a, it's a really relevant question, Nikki, because the cloud presents a different type of challenge for, for software portfolio and optimization. So first, I think if we look at where organizations are on their software and, and infrastructure cloud journey, it's really just the start. I think most business software is still effectively consumed on premise. It's changing very, very rapidly. And I think that will look really different over the next five years. But more and more vendors are moving to um, SaaS subscription uh, model pricing. And that presents a lot of different um, problems. In one sense, it seems really simple. You move to uh, monthly pricing, you can manage uh, your usage via portals, you can effectively switch licenses on and off in a very dynamic way, which is, which is very different to, to the traditional way. But if you're not on top of it, then you can run into potentially very big problems because you've effectively opened up a world where end users can, can buy software on their credit card and sign into SAP modules online without the company even knowing they've done it. So how do you track that spend? You know, we, we would call that um, shadow procurement. Secondly, when you talk about infrastructure as a service, so when organizations are, are moving to the likes of Azure or, or AWS, there are so many different ways you can buy, rent or, or license software on these infrastructure platforms that you can very easily tie yourself in knots in terms of compliance problems or, or overspend um, problems. For example, you know, licensing Microsoft software in, in AWS, you can either bring your own license or you can rent it from AWS. What's the best for your organization? Um, what can prevent you from, from getting into a situation of um, over or underspend? So I think the cloud brings with it a lot of opportunities. It completely changes the game from a procurement perspective, but it also brings a lot of risk. And I think the final point to say about cloud, it becomes ever more important when most organizations will be trading with their mega vendors, so the likes of IBM, Microsoft and Oracle, Salesforce on a three-year basis. So at the end of those three years, the game would have changed so much 
Let's take Microsoft as an example. The levers that you would need to pull on Microsoft in order to get the best possible deal are ever, ever changing. So you need to make sure by the time you get to that three-year term, you understand those levers and your organization is very well positioned in order to negotiate correctly. Because the licensing metrics, the, the products, uh, the way they're priced, the way they're sold is, is constantly changing. So great opportunity on the cloud. It's absolutely where, where everything's moving to. But you can guarantee that the vendors will be right on top of it in terms of exploiting potential revenue opportunities. So the need to, to manage your software portfolio and stay on top of it has almost never been more important. Well, Nigel, I think I've taken up enough of your time today. Thank you so much for a really insightful chat. It's been great to catch up and we'll speak soon. Thanks, Nikki.